I really wanted to become a scientist, honestly. I still feel that uh, we need more scientists and engineers. Uh, I think that's crucial if you want to progress as a nation. And I wanted to be part of that. Hi, I'm Howie Severino, and I've been telling stories on TV for more than 20 years. And now, on audio. Welcome to my podcast. I've been watching my guest today since he was a child, hosting a show. And now he's my colleague and fellow documentarist, Atom Araulio. So nice kong i-welcome uh, sa aking podcast, ang aking journalism colleague, Atom Araulio. Magandang araw sa'yo, Atom. Magandang araw, sir. Uh, karangalan kong maging bahagi ng podcast niyo. Nako, the honor is mine. Atom, uh, obviously, no, mas matanda ako sa'yo. Pero nauna ka pa sa akin sa telebisyon. Uh, grade 3 ka pa lang. Ay, uh, lumalabas ka na bilang child reporter sa 5 and Up. Yung uh, groundbreaking children's show na nagtatalakay ng mga issue. Ano? That was, uh, you weren't just playing around in that show. No? You're actually doing interviews. Of course, may mga adults na tumutulong sa iyo no? sa pagbuo ng mga storya. But it was a serious children's show. No? Yan ang naalala ng marami. But I have a career question because obviously uh, noon pa nakikita na may aptitude ka not just for TV but for journalism. Pero hindi natin masasabing straight line yung iyong uh, career uh, trajectory no? from 5 and up to eyewitness or, and the other mm-hmm. things that you're doing now sa GMA Network. In college, hindi ka nag-mascom uh, or com arts or journalism or the usual routes to this kind of career, broadcast com, uh, etc. No? Nag-aral ka ng applied physics, isang yes. uh, Bachelor of Science degree sa UP uh, Diliman. Maybe a lot of people don't know that. No? Nag-Pisay ka pa, no? Philippine Science uh, High School. Uh, applied physics, a very unusual route for a journalist. No? Bakit? Well, um, saan ako magsisimula? <laughs> Siguro, uh, una kong pwedeng ikwento, mula nung bata ako, meron na akong fascination sa science. Um, for whatever reason, I think the first club that I ever joined in Ateneo, where I studied in grade school, was the science club uh, when I was in grade 2. Maybe it had something to do with uh, all of the books that were at home, Um Not just uh, mga children's books, adventure books, but also you know encyclopedias and some magazines. Uh, na, uh, we were freely able to read when I was a kid, me and my sister. So uh, that kind of um, the seed of the scientific mind, I would say, uh, was planted from a very young age. I think one of the first gifts that I received when I was a kid, uh, when siguro isang Pasko yun o, o baka birthday, nakakuha ko ng terrarium. <laughs> so terrarium. It was a Uh-oh. terrarium. It was like, like a plastic uh, toy terrarium. Tapos uh, naglagay ako doon ng mga malilit na halaman, ng konting uh, tawag dito, ng, ng, ng soil. Tapos, obserbahan mo kung ano yung klaseng ecosystem, micro-ecosystem na makikita mo doon. Uh, and I remember when I was in, in grade school, I got in trouble a lot for playing in the, in the field. Tapos, binubuusan ko ng tubig yung, uh, yung lupa doon. Tapos, kumagawa ko ng mga mud castles para meron akong ganong klaseng uh, penchant for exploration. So, fast forward to high school. Nagkaroon ako ng pagkakataon 
na mag-aral sa Philippine Science. Um, initially, yung motivations for economic kasi walang tuition sa Pisay. Tapos meron pang stipend. Um, my sister uh, got in and uh, that inspired me to kind of take the test as well. And I was lucky to get in. So, syempre, na, mas na-cement yung aking interest sa science. And of course, as any PSI graduate will tell you, part of the contract is actually going into mm. a science or an engineering course in college. Although hindi yan strictly enforced, pero ako, ang napili kong kurso ay applied physics. O bakit applied physics? Nakakapanood din kasi ako ng mga docu nun eh, tungkol sa, tungkol sa cosmos, tungkol kay Stephen Hawking. Uh, so I, I kind of found that, yeah, I, I found that fascinating. And um, sabi ko, sige, let's, let's give it a shot. You know, medyo idealistic pa ako nun. Para I, I wasn't really thinking about what kind of job I would get after college. I just wanted to be part of that whole um, learning system. Because I found it amazing that uh, you can break down the secrets of the universe down to the to the smallest atoms. Maganyang <laughs> classing thinking. And of course, yung, yung larger, ano naman, from quantum physics to theory of relativity ni Albert Einstein. So uh, that, that really appealed to me. Now, when I was also in college, um, naging, naging active ako sa mga student organizations. Uh, I became part of the student council. Uh, I became part of Stand Up, which is a student alliance of different uh, organizations. And um, doon naman na-awaken yung aking student activism, yung, yung kahalagahan ng pagpaparticipate sa mga local issues, student issues, which also led us to analyze and also get involved with national issues. And I interacted with a couple of journalists back then, mga reporters na pumupunta sa UP, ni-interview mga students kapag nag-rally kami, tinatanong kami ng, uh, kung bakit kami nandun and so on. So parang it came full circle kasi nung bata ako, medyo alam ko na yung work ng, ng mga, mga journalists. Nung pagtanda ako, nakita ko gano'ng kahalaga yung trabaho na yon in shaping public opinion. When I graduated from from UP, I had no intention of of going into media, but I was working as a host in a morning program back then and uh, nagkaroon ng ng opening to be a researcher. It's parang nag 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 uh, nagkaroon ng ng confluence. Nag nag uh, nag intersect lahat ng mga interest ko, yung interest ko sa science, sa documentary, and my 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 growing interest in journalism so sabi ko i'll give this a shot i became a researcher and then um you know the rest is history i became a reporter and then i, I found myself doing documentaries full time pisaika and therefore uh tuloy-tuloy na yung science uh, education mo sa, sa UP so i guess that's what i was wondering no so now it was it had to be a, a science course pala because nagpisaika yeah, yeah. Well, it had to be a science course and I really wanted to become a scientist, honestly. I still feel that uh, we need more scientists and engineers. Uh, I think that's crucial if you want to progress as a nation and I wanted to be part of that. Um, kataon lang na maybe I didn't have what it takes to become a really, really good scientist or um, my other interests pulled me in another direction. But um, I still think that, uh, you know, um, that there's a need to to train more people in science. And that will be useful even if you don't end up in, in work that is necessarily, uh, you know, in science or engineering. Oh, yun na nga eh. Kasi, 
you wanted to be a scientist, but uh, you ended up in journalism uh, despite having a applied physics uh, degree. Pero nasabi mo na rin, no? uh, in the past na uh, maraming skills used in physics na ina-apply mo bilang journalist. I mean, I'm interested mm-hmm. in that, no? Kasi doon sa interview na nabasa ko, you didn't exactly, you didn't explain, no? Paano mo uh-huh. ina-apply yung physics sa journalism? I think maraming skills na na useful kapag pumasok ka sa isang science course. Ang pinaka masasabi ko yung rigor ng science ay very similar to the rigor of journalism. Um, and especially during a time when the lines are being blurred between journalists and uh, other communicators, especially with the advent of social media, I I gained an even bigger appreciation of that kind of training. Kasi sa science, mahalaga na maniwala ka dun sa process eh. Na merong proseso para matagpuan ang katotohanan. At uh, yung proseso na yon ay kailangan uh, bilang isang siyentista, bukas ang iyong pag-iisip unang-una. Pangalawa, um, masipag ka at uh, uh, matyaga para abutin yung katotohanan na yon kahit nasa simula parang mahirap sagutin. Pwede mong paghiwa-hiwalayin yung malaking problema into smaller parts and you solve smaller problems to arrive at the truth. And also, yung, yung pagiging dispassionate in a sense na um, parang what the data says is what the data says. And, um, kahit, kahit, you know, kahit kailangan mong baguhin yung paniniwala mo dati, no? Kung... kung kung iba yung ebidensya doon sa iyong pinaniniwalaan, eh, you have to mm-hmm. accept it. Mm-hmm. And I think it applies not just to journalism, but also other aspects of life. Eh? Kasi madalas tayong makabig ng ating mga feelings. Uh, and we're, we're seeing that now, even even more so. No? Dahil uh, it's a battle of 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 emotions. It's a, it's a you know, parang sa, sa social media, parang andaling... Uh, madala ng kung ano-anong mga impormasyon kung ito ay pumapalob sa iyong sariling worldview. And uh, I think having a scientific mind or having scientific training is a great way to combat that. And I feel that it's something that, uh, you know, it's an advantage that I have having undergone many years of uh, training to become a scientist. Alam mo, uh, madalas din akong tanongin na uh, bakit ka nag-major sa history. Ako naman kasi history major sa college, no? hindi journalism. Um, so tingin mo ba may advantage uh, sa profession ng journalism ang hindi nag-aral ng journalism sa classroom? Tingin ko meron, definitely. Um, kasi ang journalism, palagi ko napapayaman ng expertise ng iba't ibang tao mula sa iba't ibang larangan eh. Uh, kung meron kang ekonomista, meron kang historiador, uh, meron kang sientista, uh, meron kang abogado na merong ganong klasing training at nagdesisyon na gagamitin niya yung ganong klasing expertise niya para maging journalist. Um, Palagay ko, it enriches the profession kasi we're bringing in all kinds of different expertise. And um, I mean, journalism isn't just repeating what other people say naman eh. 
uh, I think that uh, a big part of the stories that we create is applying your critical thinking. And if you are an expert, or not even an expert, but if you are familiar with the particular story that you're doing, then better. That serves everyone better. Uh, it's better for the story. It's better for the audience. Uh, hindi, hindi ko naman gustong sabihin na walang kwenta yung mag-aral ng journalism. Ano? Uh, maraming mga bagay na hindi ko natutunan, na natutunan ko on the job. And um, um, I seek guidance from people who actually studied journalism in that respect. Meron akong confidence in dealing with numbers. For example, uh, I'm not afraid to look at uh, scientific papers. And I'm not afraid to kind of call things out when it doesn't match with the evidence. And I feel that uh, that kind of confidence I got through my training. Yeah, and speaking of which, no, uh, yung pinakamalaking story ngayon uh, sa mundo, itong uh, pandemic, na, which is a medical uh, issue, uh, may public health uh, angle yan, uh, it's a scientific uh, challenge, no? So, um, nagagamit mo ba yung iyong uh, scientific background ngayon sa pag-iisip uh, mo tungkol dito sa pandemya, tungkol uh, sa mga interviews mo, sa mga storya mo? Mm-hmm. I mean, are, are, you, are you applying, uh, directly applying Uh, your scientific background. Itong mga itong mga kinikwento mga yon na uh, proseso, itong uh, pag uh, uh, methods ng analysis, uh, nagagamit mm-hmm. mga yon. I think so, kasi at home naman ako looking at graphs and uh, you know s- statistical analysis. I mean, honestly, I don't think you even need to be a scientist to understand mm-hmm. all of these numbers. And in a way, parang I I really encourage people to to take a look for themselves and and see what's what hindi ba um i guess my my advantage is number one, i know people uh, people who i've worked with before and my former professors for example and uh, colleagues who ended up you know uh in in different fields like data science um even even medicine so meron ako mga tao na pwedeng i-consult and when i talk to them um If I try, I can I can sort of keep up to what to what they're saying, um, and that helps a lot. You know, four years before the pandemic, no, tinanong ka sa isang interview kung may personal hero ka, no. Uh, siguro inexpect ng iba, no, maaring inexpect ng interviewer ang sasabihin mo isang you know media legend or maybe <laughs> even a political leader. Uh, pero ang lumabas sa si Dr. Jonas Salk, no, yung personal yeah. hero mo, yung uh, virology na virologist na nagdevelop ng polio vaccine, no, uh, I think mm-hmm. 1950s pa, no, I mean, uh, maybe people reading that interview might have reacted, uh, you know, who's he? So hindi pa masyadong pinag-uusapan yung mga vaccines, vaccination, virology, uh, etc. No, pero ngayon, sure na sa headlines na natin yung yung uh, vaccines no what back then no what made dr jonas sock stand out for you well i mean he just really made an impression obviously i have a science background uh, so kilala namin yung mga scientists and when i learned about dr jonas sock uh, and uh, the vaccine that he essentially uh, created against polio which changed the lives of millions of people around the world um what struck me was when When people asked him, you know, parang, aren't you going to file a patent for the vaccine? Because obviously he can earn, he can be, you know, he can be made 
um, 10 lifetimes over <laughs> if he if he decided to patent the vaccine and um, you know retire with his heaps of cash. <laughs> but he answered by saying, there's no patent because can you patent the sun? Sabi niya ganun. And as a young uh, aspiring scientist back then, parang sabi ko, wow, that's, that's amazing. Someone who has spent uh, this much time and effort to produce a vaccine. And um, it's not often that you, you hear about people who genuinely just want to make a change in the world, you know? If, mm-hmm. if, he, if he patented the vaccine, I don't think anyone would have faulted him for it. Um, but what did you understand from his uh, that rhetorical question? Could can you patent the sun? I mean, uh, the, the sun you don't invent the sun. No, he invented polio. So meron meron din naman yeah. intellectual property right don. Exactly, but to his mind, it doesn't matter because he created a public good, just like the sun. Mm-hmm. And um, even if it is the fruit of his labor, um, when it comes to a product that is for the good of everyone. Um, you don't put a price tag on that. That's how I understood it. Mm-hmm. Sabi niya parang, bakit? Um, parang inih- yung the fact na inihalyan tulad niya yung vaccine sa araw, yun yung, yun yung buod, yun yung essence nung kanyang thinking na tumagos sa akin. Na merong mga tao na ganito, na iniisip yung, yung uh, kapakanan ng mas nakararami at uh, handa na ibigay yung isang bagay na tulad nito dahil alam niya maraming makikinabang at dahil alam niya marahil na kung lalagay ng presyo yung bakuna, baka hindi lahat ay maka-afford nun. So parang, ano yun, um, medyo for a young idealistic uh, scientist or at least scientist in training, that, that, was a, that made an impression. Yeah, and obviously, uh, ibang-iba sa pananaw ngayon na nakapatent yung lahat ng vaccines na lumalabas no sadly yeah 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 okay uh your name no uh what is the origin of your name is it just a coincidence na atoms are also studied in physics as the smallest unit of ordinary <laughs> matter <laughs> yes it is a total coincidence actually um nakakatawan yan some people think that atom stands for august 21 movement okay um which is uh, you know the the date oh, na assassinate si Yes, yeah, uh, so, so 1983. So obviously, I was born in 1982. So it has nothing to do with the August 21 movement. I was born. Ay, hindi rin. I was born. Yeah, I was born before uh, Senator Ninoy was assassinated. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, but actually, nickname mo lang naman ng atom, eh, di ba? It could have been exactly. given to you in 84. Well, um, my whole name Maybe is Alfonso Tomas. Yun ang yep. origins nun. Uh, okay. Alphonse is the name of my lolo on the father's uh, side and then Tomas is the name of my other lolo sa mother's side. Mm-hmm. And uh, naisip ng parents ko na pangalan na ko sa aking mga lolo at yung combination nun is atom. Ganun lang siya kasimple. <laughs> so medyo fortuitous lang na nag-physics ako at uh, medyo marami rin mga atom na pinag-uusapan doon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, nabanggit mo na rin yung uh, August 21 movement, no? That was uh I think started by the brother of uh, Ninoy Aquino, si Boots Aquino, no, 1983 in assassinate si, si Ninoy Aquino. Your your parents were were activists, no? Uh panahon pa na Makoy uh, Marcos, no? Sa 
And then um, you've always said na nakina ang malaki yung influence nila sa yon. Uh, and uh, you've said also na you know uh, you don't really believe in uh, na uh, media should be neutral. No, media's neutrality is an illusion. Uh, and um, kailangan gamitin no ang ang media to to solve problems and you sabi mo nga, you have the duty we have the duty as journalists to push history along the right direction ano so ano bang boundary para sa yo uh, sa pagitan ng activism at saka journalism kung merong boundary well ganito kasi yang pananaw ko diyan eh um Unang-una yung neutrality ng media, madalas nababanggit. Ang problema, mali ang interpretasyon, at least sa pananaw ko. Uh, hindi naman ako ang nakaisip nito. Marami ng mga veteran journalists and academics who pointed out that when we talk about the neutrality of media, it shouldn't mean that the media will only get stuck with he said, she said, journalism. You know, um, basically repeating what both camps say. Um, ang missing part of the equation is that uh, as journalists, we apply a certain method to creating our stories. And that method of ver- verification is at the heart of what journalism is. It's what separates journalists from other communicators. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, other broadcasters. Um, right now, we don't have the monopoly of uh, distributing our content because we have the media. So what's the difference between um, my documentaries and the documentaries that, that uh, other communicators or filmmakers do? Um, and I think it's really the method. So when you talk about the method, you can talk about neutrality. In the same way as science, uh, the scientific method is neutral because it doesn't um, make decisions either way. Uh, but once you arrive at the truth, once you have a conclusion, then it is the obligation of uh, journalists to to tell the people what that truth is. Uh, that is my basically that is my belief uh, in terms of the role of media. So um, going back, going to the second part of the question, which is. Uh, is activism and journalism, uh, should they be separated? I mean, um, it's a tough question, pero siguro I'll, I'll point out several real-world scenarios and kind of uh, try to land on a nice balance in my answer. Halimbawa, when you talk about climate change, um, you'd be hard put to find any serious journalist who will not say that they are biased <laughs> towards saving the planet. Um, I am very active in the UN Refugee Agency. You'd be hard put to find journalists who would say that they do not support um, the work of organizations that protect refugees. These are big um, and universal issues, kasi, and it's not very controversial. So it's only when you talk about controversial issues that um, the line somehow becomes drawn. So halimbawa, pag pinag-uusapan ng mga national policies, no? or um, ay, pinag-uusapan na kunyari, are you for or against the use of dolomite <laughs> sa Manila Bay? Suddenly, 
uh, as journalists, you can't take a stand because it's too controversial. You'd be seen as partisan, right? Mm-hmm. But um, uh, I understand that um, for us to do our jobs and for us not to lose access, um, we have to make sure that all the people we talk to trust us by showing them that we are just applying the method and the method is dispassionate. But uh, we can't parang hide behind that method and not stand for the truth. Because then what is the point? What is the point of getting all of these facts if those facts don't serve the truth? And if that truth doesn't get delivered to people who listen to the news, mm-hmm. who listen to documentaries? Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, on one hand, I wouldn't say that activists and journalists um, should you know, uh, merge together. But on the other hand, I think journalism is a kind of activism. <laughs> it's, it's a kind of activism in the sense that our ultimate objective is to ferret out the truth. And uh, lalo na ngayon, when it comes to uh, communication, the form of activism journalism takes is fighting misinformation, fighting fake news. Kung hindi pa mga journalists ang gagawa niyan, sino pa? Isn't that a form of activism? I think that's a form of activism. Um, because there are bad actors. There are people who um, deliberately try to twist the truth and try to distort our worldview by feeding us wrong information. And um, uh, I think that we should actively fight that. Mm-hmm. Ako, personally, if I may share lang, uh, yeah, I, I, of course, I agree with you. No? We have to apply rigorous uh, methods, scientific methods in pursuing the truth and just, you know, uh, act accept the evidence uh, wherever it, it takes us, even if it changes our assumptions or even our beliefs. No, Stingo, uh, the activism and our own values come in in choosing what to focus on. Diba? Mm. Uh, for example, yung unamong uh, documentary about Mm-mm. the Philippine Seas, uh, yung problema ng karagatan no? ng, ng Pilipinas. Pilipinas ang center of the center of marine biodiversity sa buong mundo. Kaya malaki ang papel ng ating karagatan sa kabuhang estado ng marine ecosystem ng mundo. Kung babagsak nga raw ang populasyon ng mga lamang dagat ng Pilipinas, apektado ang buong planeta. This topic did not was not pulled out of a hat, di ba? Uh, uh, this was based on a... Anong iniisip nyo bilang isang team, ikaw bilang isang journalist? Ano bang... What is a good topic to start with yeah. that is important yeah. enough to be kind of my in a way premier dito sa bagong istasyon di ba so <laughs> yeah. may value judgment yon no so stinko don don pumapasok yung activism ng isang journal you cannot focus on everything eh. i mean if yeah. you're talking about pursuing the truth you cannot pursue all the truths in the world so sobrang dami niyan so what you choose to pursue reflects your biases reflects but in the pursuit of those Truths, kailangan talaga. Meron kang method where you are really very faithful uh, to the facts, diba? I think Absolutely, also. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I agree 100%, you know, yung um, that 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 word gets thrown around nowadays, no? like it's nothing, yung biased. No? <laughs> um, you get accused of being biased or you get accused of um, not taking a stand. It's, it's really hard, ah? parang on both ends. The, it's it's it gets very very toxic, um, but just to say something about the idea of bias, parang human beings 
cannot be not biased. Eh? I mean, oh, that time I bias. <laughs> oh, I can't. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to yeah. burst your bubble, but with every choice mm-hmm. of topic, with every choice of soundbite, with every choice of word, uh, your your thoughts are get imprinted on the story. Now, it's just a matter of convincing your audience through your transparent through transparency uh, and honesty, and um, and showing your method that. Um, Hindi, hindi mo, hindi, hindi buo yung thesis in your mind, ano? Hindi mo sila, hindi to propaganda, basically. Na may, may batayan yung mga sinasabi mo. And, and those bases are facts. Okay, napanggit mo na rin yung uh, propaganda, no? I mean, uh, ger- many journalists, including the both of us, have been accused of, of uh, pandering to propaganda, of presenting propaganda as fact, etc., etc. We know the environment, diba? And I'll ask mm-hmm. you about social media a, a little later pero uh, nabanggit mo na rin ano yung uh, you know one of the docus that uh, that you made that I saw yung um, ang school kong bakwit sa basement ng gusaling ito naninirahan ngayon ang halos isang daang kabataang lumad na lumikas mula sa gulo sa Mindanao ito ang kanilang kublian tahanan at pinakamahalaga sa lahat Ito rin ang kanilang paaralan. Yung school na mga lumad na evacuee na yung mga bata ay inilipat sa sa Manila, somewhere in Manila where and this is during the pandemic, di ba? Parang sila lang yung school na nakita ko na may in-person class, no? It was very yeah. uh, not only non-traditional pero parang wow, uh, they they were a bubble, no? They were a, mm. doon sa ibang shots parang ikaw lang yung nakasuot ng mask, no? Obviously, they felt safe around each other but because of that story you know na red tag ka rin no i don't know kung yung uh, NTFL cap mismo or somebody they were uh, quoting some uh, lumad leader na kalaban or hindi nag-agree doon sa sa in-interview mo mm-hmm. sa akin it was a human interest piece uh, and only secondarily a political uh, story you know it was you know you had these very articulate young uh, lumads uh, nagulat ako no did you expect that to be so controversial uh, nung ginagawa mo ano bang intention mo doon and um, what were you expecting you know sir absolutely not i didn't expect it to be controversial at all honestly um like you said um we only wanted to highlight the you know the incredible courage and resiliency of these students who have seen so many terrible things uh, and yet have chosen to persevere and who are speaking out um, you know, uh, to bring attention to the plight of indigenous peoples in Mindanao. Um, dito pumapasok nga yung mga choices na binabanggit natin. I deliberately... Um, chose to let the students tell the stories themselves um, with as little voiceover as possible. I didn't even have a cutaway sa mga interviews because I felt that this was a story that should be, um, you know, should be narrated through their perspective. It wasn't exactly a first-person documentary, but there was a deliberate uh, choice to let them tell us what they experienced. Yeah. Well, just, so excuse me to interrupt. Just so, just so the listeners know what we're talking about. The yeah, your interviewees, the the students were look. Most of them, at least, no, were looking straight into the camera. No. Yeah. Parang yeah. parang ang kausap yung viewer mismo. 
hindi parang hindi confessional yung, hindi yung star reporter or host which is the, often the, the the model no pero ito parang kausap mismo yung yung nanonood exactly yeah. oo mm-hmm. and then um the story aired and then a few i don't know maybe a few days later maybe a few a week later um yun na nga uh na yung yung controversy and um you know I can I can only tell you what I observed, you know, but um, I felt that it was kind of a coordinated attack. Because I saw how the different accounts were linked uh, and the messaging. Parang uh, not only was it, it not only did it feel inorganic, meaning it doesn't feel like a regular uh, reaction from people. Una una delayed, pangalawa parang. Uh, when you look at the accounts, they're mostly una, uh, mga anonymous accounts that uh, that had a certain, you know, uh, messaging in, in their in their accounts. Anyway, um, where was I? Going back to the story, for the longest time, I wanted to do a story on the Lumad. Because I felt like they were one of the most marginalized peoples in the Philippines. Um, not only are they impoverished, not only are they in a community that is um, underdeveloped, but their identity is also marginalized, you know? And the violence that they experience is well-documented. Well, I've done stories myself about violence against Lumads. Exactly. Since the 80s yan, or even earlier. Yeah. So I was surprised that... Um, Parang instead of saying, okay, this is a problem and uh, let's let's work on this. Um, uh, we want to get to the bottom of things and so on. Ang naging response pa from national officials is was to basically discredit the students and say that they're just inventing things. <laughs> and in, by extension, um, castigating me for giving them a, a platform. Uh, I found that so ironic na parang... This is how what you have to deal with if you if you handle controversial topics. Tinawag siyang blatantly propagandistic documentary, you know, yung uh, statement nagbigay ng statement yung National Task Force to End Local Communist Armed Conflict itong uh, mm-hmm. uh, itong uh, headed by uh, General Parlade, uh, NTFLCAP, no. And then uh, yung iba uh, tinawag siyang one-sided. Uh, did you feel that you didn't need to give voice to a different version of the Bakwit uh, school story? Uh, did you know that there were critics of it? That they, that there were those who opposed it? There was no need sitting in Mon uh, to include these critical voices, the ones who who thought that these students, for example, had a hidden yeah. agenda? Well, um, we definitely included um the point of view of say the deped in the story um the deped said that uh there was no need for these schools because they were they were setting up their own schools uh under the national government um we also included uh the often repeated denial of um uh security forces uh, who say that you know they have nothing to do with it um, wala silang deliberate attempt to intimidate nor harm indigenous peoples. This is just tribal war between uh, different factions of the Lumad. 
dito na papasok tingin ko yung yung choices eh. again the choices that we make ano um when we when we talk about balance how do you define balance really parang um is there a quantitative way of of saying that a story is balanced if you say quantitative then you have to give them as much airtime um if you if you give 10 minutes of soundbite to uh, as a lumad student you have to give 10 minutes of soundbite to the other party but you know that's not how things unfold and as a filmmaker as a journalist kailangan mahanap mo kung ano yung balance na kaninong perspektiba ba yung gusto mong i-highlight sa istoryang ito at paano mo siya babalansehin kung mayroong mga akusasyon na sabihin mo kung ano yung panig ng kabila kasi pag pinag-uusapan ng balanse yung punto de vista naman ng DepEd halimbawa tsaka punto de vista ng NTFLCAP hindi naman kulang sa mga platform yan eh. Lagi naman, they have the entire government machinery <laughs> to tell everyone what their point of view is. E ano ba naman yung sa pagkakataong ito, pakinggan naman natin kung ano yung sinasabi ng mga bata. Hindi naman natin naririnig. Anyway, hindi naman yung kanilang paglalahad naman ay basically first-hand accounts naman eh. So what is the problem with that? And um, at the end of the day, some people will not be happy with some of those choices. Um... I feel like even if I included, you know, a whole portion na, uh, like you said, a different point of view, if ultimately the end product uh, is perceived to be sympathetic to the LUMAD students, they still won't be happy. That's just how the way the cookie crumbles, I think. Alam mo, sa mga docus mo, no? I mean, you're... you're very um yung tono mo is uh very even-handed very uh uh even amiable no madalas yeah. ka ngiti and uh, uh it's a very approachable friendly no but on social media uh on twitter in particular no you tend to be more uh, opinionated um uh even argumentative sometimes combative are, are you ano conscious na iba parang iba yung bosses mo sa Twitter from other platforms? That's just the first part of my conversation with Ata Maraulio. We will stream part two tomorrow, so listen in. This story was produced by the team of Ian Simbulan and Chan Salvador, with the wonderful people of GMA News and Public Affairs Digital and GMA Post Production. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Till the next pod, stay safe everyone. Mag-ingat!